for great-looking T-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts. The TNT Shop is now open at tntradio.live. The Tyler Nixon Show on today's News Talk, TNT. Happy Friday, my friends. It is Friday, February 2nd, 2024, the year of our Lord. And uh, there's a lot going on in the world today. Uh, today, we're going to have a really compelling guest who you probably have heard of. Uh, he's been burning up the uh, burning up the cyber waves, I guess you could say, and um, has really made a splash and an impact uh, as the leading foremost guru on the Biden laptop. The uh, you know which we would ha ha they would have us believe was Russian disinformation right at the outset when it was discovered that uh, my old friend uh, Hunt Biden left his uh, laptop with a uh, repair shop owner in Wilmington, uh, who I know also know, John Paul Mac Isaac. And uh, on that laptop, or multiple laptops, at least one of them, uh, have been uh, proofs of multiple hundreds of crimes, uh, which our guest uh, coming on here has uh, absolutely meticulously and scrupulously documented. Um, and it is really, really, I, I have to say, it's um, it's a thankless and probably a horrifying job to have to do, to have to go through this because, uh, as I said, I mean, I, I've known Hunter Biden for probably 40 years. Um, went to high school with him and uh, he went to Georgetown. I, I went to, I was a year behind him. Uh, I went on to Georgetown as well, but uh, we didn't know each other in college. We knew each other socially uh, in the years, uh, sort of the post-college years somewhat. I was uh, more involved in things like I was a National Guard officer um, and was pursuing law school. Um, we socialized, but um, yeah, I think around the time his father began running for vice president and that became the uh, sort of the, the plan for the Biden family. I didn't, uh, I lost track of him and uh, you know, occasionally would would hear here and there about him, but um, really haven't had direct contact with him in probably at least 15 years or more. So um, what I've seen since uh, is revealed on the Biden laptop, which uh, um, is being going to, we're going to discuss a little bit here coming up, uh, is not someone that I knew from high school and certainly uh, in the years after. I mean, I think uh, as we'd say, he'd Hunter liked to get after it, but he certainly was not uh, it was not the level of um, corruption, I would have to say, and really degeneracy. What 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 makes me sad, having known this uh, this you know since we were young, basically teenagers, um, and having debated him in high school and you know known him then, um, is the way that uh, he has sold out the country uh, to to these foreign interests and some of the worst foreign interests. I mean, the communist Chinese. Uh, there's a lot of Ukrainian uh, involvement that I think is. Uh, Regardless of the the uh, fufra and propaganda pushing this Ukraine uh, the Ukrainian cause against the Russians, which I believe we provoked in the first place, um, I think there's uh, th that that entire regime has been set up by uh, neocons like Victoria Newland and others, and is a corrupt, uh, probably probably a money laundering operation essentially, um, and they can't shuttle money there fast enough, and you wonder where is all that going? Uh, you know, the, obviously there's been a huge uh, loss of life and destruction. Uh, flirting with World War III, as Joe Biden, uh, you know, you would expect from, frankly, an incompetent fool who's been wrong on everything, uh, pretty much in foreign policy for the last, well, as, as uh, I believe his uh, Secretary Gates, former Secretary Robert Gates said, on everything. 
He's been wrong on just about every issue, major issue of the uh, last half of the 20th century. Um, and, you know, Hunter Biden's uh, basically being the bag man uh, and the deal maker for Joe Biden uh, probably reveals even more. Of, uh, you know, Hunter Biden was grew, grew up in this world. But Joe Biden, uh, really, for all of his uh, image polishing and his chest puffing uh, and self-aggrandizement, uh, for him to put his son in that position, a family member, to have to do these deals and to have to kick back money is just beyond despicable. I mean, this is this is this is the work of an animal. Um, you know, I've I've sort of on and off been drafting a book about the Bidens, uh, you know, going through well, mainly about Joe Biden, not so much the family, but to the extent they're involved in corruption, absolutely they're fair game. But uh, and I and I've the tentative title has always been political animal about Joe Biden. And I would say political animals would be the uh, uh, the, the more appropriate title because these people are mercenary. Uh, and frankly, they, they don't care who they use and toss away. Uh, it is very much a crime family. It is very much like a mafia crime family, uh, except even the mafia have some level of uh, allegiance to each other. I, I question whether if it came down to it, uh, there's nobody within the the organization other than the blood family who they wouldn't throw under the bus or toss aside. Um, and we see this in, uh, frankly, the way Hunter deals with people as, as evidenced in the Biden laptop and who we're having on here shortly. And I'm, I'm thrilled because he's become a friend and an ally and frankly, someone I respect immensely as he's, he's just incredibly smart. Uh, one of the brightest people I've ever met. He has a mind like a steel trap. Uh, it's just nothing gets by him, and he is absolutely meticulous to uh, on details beyond anything I've ever seen from even the best attorneys uh, or or scholars that I've ever worked with or come across. And of course, I'm speaking of Garrett Ziegler of the Marco Polo uh, uh, 501c3 Marco Polo Group uh, project, whatever have you want to call it. Um, and they have published the Biden laptop report, which is a compendium of uh, absolutely. Uh, again, meticulously documented and chronicled crimes and and just beyond the crimes is the personal degeneracy is is very unfortunate. Um, but it really reflects on the on Joe Biden as a father uh, and, and the fact that he's been really absentee. And when he was an absentee, he was very mercenary and ruthless, I'm sure, uh, in any way he could incorporate the family members into these schemes. Uh, which were for his own enrichment and his own political advancement. And frankly, it's, um, uh, you know, I have had to live with Joe Biden as my own, as my state senator. I was, I'm a native of Delaware, grew up there. And uh, the first campaign I worked on, uh, besides the Ronald Reagan's reelection campaign in 1984, was the uh, candidate, the Republican candidate for U.S. Senate against Joe Biden. And, uh, you know, I, I met Joe Biden initially and he was, uh, he, he was very charismatic in his own way um, when you were younger and when he was younger, uh, he was much sharper, uh, a little more polished, believe it or not. Uh, you would think someone would become more polished as they age as a politician, but Joe Biden has actually become more coarse, more hokey, more corny, more sort of uh, just, uh, you know, he relies on these, these uh, hokey me uh, tropes that he has about, you know, the, the way he says man about everything. He used the term malarkey. He's constantly quoting my my father said this. My mother said that this sort of homespun uh, uh, political, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like pablum, basically, that nobody believes coming from a lifer politician 
who is just embedded and part of not just the swamp, but the sewer that is Washington, D.C. nowadays. Um, and the fact that we have seen now under Joe Biden, uh, our judicial branch compromised, I think, in many ways with uh, judges, corrupt judges uh, who are signing off on these persecutions, but mainly the entire DOJ and FBI uh, are in the grip of people who are absolutely willing to abuse law enforcement, to abuse their powers and to uh, miscarry justice uh, and to persecute their opponents and just brazenly so. I mean, they absolutely make no bones about it, and they expect the, the country to believe that these are legitimate uh, law enforcement activities, that they're legitimately seeking to vindicate justice and to enforce laws when it really is just, uh, uh, as we see in the case of Donald Trump, it's all about gotcha. It's all about taking whatever picayune statutes that probably half of them written by old law and order Biden, who used to uh, thump his chest in the Senate, the United States Senate, trying to outlaw and order the Republicans. Um, because as, as I've often said about Joe Biden, his entire career, his entire political life has been based on his uh, trying to prove wrong what he thinks others think of him. So think about that. He has in his mind this idea that people think of him as a lightweight and as a uh, supercilious fool, as a blowhard, as a braggart. Uh, he has this in his mind that people think this about him. And you know what? He's right. They do think that about him. And he's been trying to constantly sort of uh, de debunk that in a sense and prove them wrong. The problem is he can't prove them wrong because that's who he is. And it's always who he always has been. So he always comes has always come across as trying just a little too hard uh, and, and taking any shortcuts and uh, sort of the guy who would march to the head of the parade of which he should should not even be in. Um, and. A constantly, constantly egomaniacal, uh, you know, basically self-aggrandizement, and as we've seen, self-enrichment. And I think he's become more calculated and sinister uh, in a, in a really, really uh, degenerative way as he's aged. Uh, and I think when he became vice president, it really started going downhill from there in terms of his uh, his whatever ethics you could have ever said he had. I think he felt he was uh, it, towards the end of Barack Obama's term and with Hillary Clinton going to run and then uh, Bo died, his son Bo, uh, who I knew very well as well. Um, when he died, I think it was like the family sort of went off the rails and it was, first of all, I think Hunter Biden just felt like he basically could just uh, run loose. He no longer had to worry about protecting uh, Bo's political viability, his brother's political viability or image in order to uh, whatever, you know, secure his future. I'm sure they saw uh, Bo, who they called, used to call all this, uh, you know, sort of retinue around them, used to call him the senator. He was expected to uh, be the heir apparent to his father's Senate seat. And that was lined up. And I'm sure they saw him as president someday. And where Joe was not going to make it to the presidency because uh, he sort of was over. I mean, his career, he had been chosen by a younger man in Barack Obama. And I think uh, when Bo died, it was like, they really didn't see necessarily a future for Joe beyond that. So they just began grabbing as much as they could, setting up as many deals, as many crooked self-dealing uh, financial uh, you know, schemes and having Hunter run around and secure as much loot as he could um, from whoever was willing to buy, you know, peddling or willing to uh, pay for the influence of the vice president of the United States and one who had been a political player in D.C., albeit one who was never considered a heavyweight or a serious player for decades, um, and which I think 
Biden himself was probably the most surprised person in the world when Barack Obama actually chose him to be his vice presidential uh, nominee. And of course, you know, Joe plays the just the the totally phony uh, sort of humble brag where, oh, I, I said to my mother, should I do it? You know, this is what Joe Biden said. Give me a break. Joe Biden couldn't. Have, I mean, he would have jumped through a concrete wall in order to become uh, Barack Obama's vice presidential uh uh, running mate. And, and you know, the fact that he, he says such things and ascribes to other people things that clearly were never happened and aren't aren't consistent with reality or his character, or his personality just reveals what a uh, this man is. I mean, he lies like he breathes uh, and he has uh, a, so corrupted, I think, uh, you know, when I was younger, I, I he ran for president in 1987, began running in 87 into 88. And all I could think was, God help this country if this uh, egomaniacal, uh, you know, third-rate intellect with a, a chip on his shoulder, and frankly, um, the absolute most dunderheaded positions on uh, pretty much every issue you conceive. I mean, even on something like the drug war, Joe Biden managed to out sort of uh, outwar the warriors themselves and and lard up the federal code with ridiculous, asinine draconian uh drug laws that have spilled into uh basically a you know sort uh, a fourth amendment fifth amendment sixth amendment uh, violations uh to where it has been like the trojan horse that has destroyed basic essential uh civil rights uh, and constitutional rights against police over uh you know over policing and encroachment and biden has been at the forefront of this and uh, even to where in 2002 he passed he was uh, critical in passing what's called the rave act where uh, they were seizing property from property owners if there had been any event or any sort of uh, uh, any person had been on the property with any sort of uh, uh, controlled substances. And they concluded paraphernalia as part of that to where the little glow sticks that say kids would take to concerts, little uh, like we use in the military for uh, uh, for things like drop zones. But but those would be considered drug paraphernalia uh, that would could potentially uh, incur federal charges. And we've seen what this has done to the, uh, you know, his his uh, the crack disparity, the crack versus uh, powder cocaine disparity, uh, and the racist undertone to it all. Um, again, that has totally destroyed, I think, uh, entire swaths of American uh, cities, uh, where the uh, you know black population has been completely uh, just decimated uh, by this the infusion of drugs and the incentive to uh, uh, the risk incentive and and the involvement of. Uh, incarcerating these people often for decades and for for ridiculous terms of uh, imprisonment. This is all courtesy of Joe Biden. Joe Biden has been, uh, you know, an incoherent, uh, uh, self-serving, uh, absolutely uh, corrupt mess. Now it's sad to me that he is in the stages of dementia, not because I have any pity or sympathy for this man, but because he really in this life deserves to know when when justice comes for him and i think he's so out of it right now and will of course uh, probably be more and more out of it that he won't he doesn't really know the revile that he has earned and uh and the sort of justice that it with the, the rebuke that's coming from the american people that is going to be so deserved and uh if he thinks that he's gonna um uh, sort of ride atop once again this uh this um uh, sort of caravan of corruption and election fraud and uh, become president again by accident. He better think again. The American people are not going to stand for another four years of this witless, uh, ethics-free, ethics uh, corrupt 
demagogic, uh, warmongering, uh, I guess criminal, I have no other word for it. So, um, but we're gonna get into that with our guest, uh, Garrett Ziegler, my good friend uh, from the Marco Polo Group. Stay with us and we'll be right back. TNT's Pervoy Morich. He details factually how Russia is rolling out the algorithm ghetto. Um, you know, the, the, the multipolar edition of the algorithm ghetto, a prototype of a traffic light that records traffic violations by a pedestrian at a crossing was tested in Moscow. So Russians now, they'll, they'll have a, the government will take a snapshot of their face and then run that through the databases to figure out who is who and then find them, uh, I suppose. Uh, and then, you know, he, he points out that there are a lot of developments now, Moscow 2030, it's, it's uh, they want to make uh, Moscow achieve smart city status. Uh, and there's just, you know, you, you look at the white papers, Moscow and Russia are all in on Agenda 2030, smart cities, algorithm ghetto, digital IDs. Pervoy Morich on today's News Talk TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. One reason people tune in to TNT Radio is often because they're loyal to a specific show or personality. Our personalities have been a part of people's daily routine, and people continue to tune in. They trust TNT Radio and are highly engaged with the content. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Today's News Talk Radio. I do a lot of streaming radio. I do a lot of free streaming. TNTradio.live. Welcome back to the Tyler Nixon Show. I'm here on this uh, Friday, February 2nd, 2024. Joining me right now, my good friend, the uh, founder of the Marco Polo uh, 501c3. Not Mar- uh, let me bring him in, Garrett Ziegler. Uh, Mar- now, is it the Marco Polo group? What, it, what do you, or just Marco Polo? Just Marco Polo, but we're pretty lax on uh, what people call us because we're just a collective. You know, we're we're a new group on the right. We don't have like an HR department. We're not trying to become the next Heritage Foundation. We're trying to be lean and uh, be a guerrilla based group. Um, I really believe in the guerrilla style. You know, the left has so much more money than us. The only way we have a chance is asymmetrical warfare. And so uh, I'm the public face of Marco Polo, but there are a dozen guys behind this effort. And Abby Lowell wants to dox each and every one of them and ruin their lives and get them fired and foreclosed on their homes because he's a satanic figure. <laughs> well, uh, don't hold back on us, Garrett. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> that's what I, I love. About, I love you, man, uh, as a brother and as a uh, as a fellow warrior, um, I have to say, and you're I'm, you're. Now, give us tell me real quick. You're um, you're 28, right? 29. I turned 28 in two weeks. Yes, sir. Um, okay. The, well, well. The, the only thing I have in common with Hunter is um, we're both born in February. That's about it. Um, now, now, real quick, what's what's what date? Because my brother's uh, birthday is February 23rd. I'm the 17th. I was I was due okay. on. Valentine's Day. It's supposed to be a Valentine's Day, baby, but I settled for three days late. I'm actually, I share a birthday with Michael Jordan. And, you know, I was oh, born okay. in Illinois in 1996, and Illinois in 1996 was like dominated by Michael Jordan. So it mattered oh, more sure. 27 years ago than it does now. 
Um, but, you know, we could talk about Michael Jordan, too, because now our heroes are LeBron James, who are basically in the yes. pocket of telecoms. And Michael Jordan wasn't perfect. He had a gambling problem, cheated on his wife. But nevertheless, he at least liked the United States and didn't constantly complain. Amen to that. Yeah, no, it's it's. Are you a Bulls I'm fan? Maybe. I'm I'm a Bulls fan in spirit, but I just live. I live about two and a half hours out of Chicago, so it's a little right. too far to go to the games all the time. Plus, they're a lot more expensive than the Cubs games. We're a huge Cubs family, and um, you know this. Oh, I'm sorry uh, for you. <laughs> I was just gonna say that I, I've really thought about what I have in common with Hunter, and that's about the only thing that I can come up with is that we're both born in the same month. That is about it. His entire yeah. uh, tra trajectory, social relations, there's really nothing I have in common with him. So in in a way that fascinates me. It, I, I, it's sociologically intriguing because I have no common touch points. I can't imagine what it's like to be a senator's son. You know, we have uh, relations with a lot of different uh, meme artists, and I consider meme artists to be the political cartoonist of the 21st century. You know, there used to be political cartoons in like 19th century broadsheets, and that is completely gone now. And one of the memes that our guys came up with is a montage of all of Hunter Biden's photos and videos, or a lot of them from his laptop, Tyler, with the song Fortunate Son playing in the background. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, Clearwater Revivals group. I ain't no senator's son. Well, sure as hell. Hunter is can, the senator's son. Well, can I tell you a story that uh, he he was over my house one late one night with our, our friend, mutual friend, John Rollins, just sort oh, of, uh, you know, like just He's in the stopped laptop. in. Yeah. John. Yeah. John's a, John's a good guy. John's a good friend of mine. I think he kept his distance. He was a Republican. Um, but, but long story short, we, you know, we were just kind of hanging out, just winding down. They stopped by and I had on my second floor, like my sort of, um, you know, like den, I guess you'd call it where I had just a couch TV and stereo. And I had all my, my CDs out. No kidding. He puts in fortunate son and starts playing it on this, on the, on the CD player. I'm like, you, I'm like, really? I'm the, like, isn't yeah. that a bit? And he's you know, so delusional so, that he thinks he can identify with that when it's really the people who are against Vietnam. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's against the fortunes. I mean, you know, I ain't no senator's son. It's talking about John Fogarty talking about all these guys who were sent to die while guys like Hunter Biden just sat back in the rear with the gear. Not even. I mean, you know, no, didn't go anywhere. And uh, no, it, but it was it was like it was just seemed like too much almost like really you're going to play that. I mean, this you know, with the song. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's just he, it, one thing about Hunter. One thing about Hunter is that uh, you can say this about he's aware of who he is. I mean, it's not as though he's just some sort of oblivious like uh, drone who's running around like a, like some sort of, um, uh, you know, automaton, a corrupt automaton that's loose. I mean, he's very self-aware, which unfortunately makes the, the, dimension, the dimension of his corruption and the things he does even more uh, profound in terms of being just uh you know, it's purposeful culpable. and it's thought out. Yeah, culpable. The the mens rea is absolutely hundred um, percent. But he's he's That's lived in such a yeah he's lived in such a cloud of privilege his whole life. I mean, this is what you get when you have the son uh, the son or sons. Uh, you know, Bo wasn't necessarily this way in terms of uh, personal behavior whatsoever. I, you know, on the corruption side, though, I I think Bo. I don't want to I don't want to speak ill of someone who's passed away. Um, I, he was always very kind to me i mean or well he was certainly pleasant to me i don't want to say kind i don't think they're kind to anybody but um he uh i i felt was um 
you know, he had sort of, sort of somewhat of a moral, personal moral compass. But the problem was politics, as I said uh, in my intro, these political animals don't everything, everything overrides and, and supersedes any sort of personal ethics, any sort of personal loyalty, their political viability, their advancement is always, always, always prime number one over you know above everything else so when it comes down to uh, how they treat people personally look if you get in their way or if you're in any way uh not convenient to their political viability and advancement you're you're they're thrown over the side no matter how close you are and you see this in hunter's treatment of people like uh, david walsh uh who's you know i i've known, known david over the years and uh you know, I mean, I look, I'm not going to I'm not going to trash people. I mean, I think that speaks for themselves and their own whatever yeah, their the behavior is. Of, their, of the laptop you know. speaks for itself or David. Yes, exactly. Let I'll let I'll let your your work do the talking. But but you see how uh, how he talks about David Walsh, who whatever David Walsh has been, he has been 100 percent loyal. I mean, almost to like on flunky level to the Bidens and the Biden sort of uh, he calls uh, him dynasty. a small penis town drunk. His words. <laughs> Yeah, and and it's and he's saying this to uh, was this to his his no not to uh, no, not to his wife but you know the the people he throws under the bus I mean look I look I understand the backbiting that goes on in Green, in Greenville and Wellington Delaware believe me uh, yeah. people are just it's really some of the most uh, cutthroat just despicable ways that they uh, you know talk about others but um, yeah, you know just again these were this was someone who has been loyal to him for for his, since they were teenagers I'm sure to the family and just like just absolutely trashes him to people and this is the way they you know this is like no honor among thieves i guess um well yeah, Garrett, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick uh look at the, just a quick news bulletin if, if we could uh, do that uh and just hang, hold that thought and hang tight this is the tyler nixon show on tnt we'll be right back what brings you here news talk radio tnt radio news for tnt this is james o'neill Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced plans to expedite the Senate vote on a significant migration-expanding border plan, which also includes substantial aid for Ukraine. Elon Musk expressed frustration with Delaware after a court in the state nullified his $56 billion pay package from Tesla. The suspect in a chemical attack in Clapham, South London, which resulted in severe injuries to a woman and her three-year-old daughter, is Abdul Shakur Azadi, an Afghan national who entered the UK illegally in 2016. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And we're back with uh, my good friend and public servant in the truest sense, Garrett Ziegler of Marco Polo. And, uh, you know, Garrett, you've had, in my opinion, one of the biggest targets ever painted on your or back. And you did it. I mean, you painted it yourself by, by your uh, service to the public interest, frankly. And... You know, you're dealing with people who will never be held accountable. So they're going to lash out at whoever they perceive to be their persecutors, prosecutors to their pursuers. So, um, I, you know, let's talk a little bit about what you're facing, what you're dealing with on a personal level. And and I would like to appeal to my audience and anybody within, you know, who hears this to please uh, contribute anything you can. If you believe in ethics in our government, if you believe in accountability, if you believe in exposing corruption, if you believe in uh, pursuing goodness and righteousness uh, in, in our public, uh, pub, the public sphere, uh, Marco Polo is doing the work that frankly, so many people in government should have been doing uh, and have totally failed, if not absolutely uh, rebuked and uh, betrayed their, their duty. So um, why don't you talk a little bit about what you're, what you're going through and I'll, you know, you're, you're the face of it. So it's, you know, you're, you're, you're really taking it all on the chin right there. 
Well, thank you for that introduction about our mission. You know, we, like you said, went into this willingly. We knew that Hunter and Abby Lowell, had, well, they have never met uh, someone like our group. What I mean by that is we're not motivated by money. There's no amount of money that Kevin Morris can put in front of me that would stop us from this work. Five billion dollars and I would turn it down. So that is a different opponent because most of the people that they have ran into their entire lives can be bought off. So they have to take a different approach if cash isn't going to do it. And Joe is still up for re-election, uh, and thus their political calculation of putting a raid on my home, imprisoning me is much less. They have to do other things, and that's where the civil litigation comes in. And so in 2022 alone, here's some numbers. In 2022 alone, Marco Polo's budget was $195,000. In 2023, we spent over $200,000 on attorneys. It's insane. It's more than our 2022 budget alone. And what that means is we have two active lawsuits. Hunter is suing us in the Central District of California. And his sugar brother and degenerate bankroller slash conciliere, Kevin Morris, is suing us in state court. Now, we won. Kevin committed perjury two weeks ago when he said that our motion, all of our motions had been denied in our lawsuit against him. It's totally false. We actually won on one of the anti-slap causes of action. And Kevin Morris owes us, based on the calculation, about $45,000 in legal fees. That is being cross-appealed right now. So if somebody doesn't know who we are, that's why I'm giving the background of, you know, the venue, who is suing us, what, which court. Um, you know, and, and there's really three people in this. There's Hunter, there's Kevin Morrison, there's Abby Lowell. Abby, I called satanic at the top of the show, and it's true, meaning when you read a letter from Abby Lowell to, say, James Comer or my counsel or any of the filings in the lawsuits against us, about 5% of it is the truth, literally. About 95% is pure lies. Quick example, Kevin Morris, instead of, instead of just accepting the reality that Hunter forgot to pick up his laptop, has cooked up an alternative theory about how the data got out. And it involves you, and it involves another mendacious character named Brian McClinchy, an obese, Biden, loyal crony. And... The reason why I bring this up is because their lies aren't even like 5% true. It'd be one thing if I'm if I have to dispel 95%, but they're not even 5% true. And so with an opponent like that, I'm trying to get back to the basics here. With an opponent like that, you know, it's it's um we have to marshal all the resources we can we can get. And the reason why our cause, let's just say, is more righteous than a lot of other people's uh, on the left and right is because everything we've done, Tyler, we've put out to the public for free as a public resource. If it weren't for our group, and this is probably the first time I've been cocky about this. It's not even really being cocky. It's being honest. If it were not for our group, Tyler, the emails and the photos would still not have been released. We've done this in a professionalized manner. Any reporter in the world right now can go look up all 128,000 emails and write stories on all of them. They, our email site has been referenced over 200 times, and Lowell knows this. Hunter knows this. So they're going after the source about – and I say this without exaggeration – about 85% 
of the content in the globe that is coming out about the Biden family right now, and that's about 30 to 40 articles a day around the globe, is based on the fountain of primary source material that we have put out, the fountain of it. We put all the emails out there, all the photos, all the messages, all of the uh, PDF attachments have, have, have been released. All of the WhatsApp messages. So our group has been targeted because of our insistence on primary source material. One thing I enjoy about you, Tyler, and our correspondence with the broader Marco Polo group is that we really do have a dedication to sobriety in all ways. If Hunter didn't do something, we do not want to accuse him of that. The reason why Hunter hasn't touched us at all with defamation stuff is because that would be the easiest for us to just totally dispel and crap on we have no interest in faming hunter biden um they try to pay me out as this you've been with me hours in person i am about as calm as they come i'm actually a sober soft dude they paint me in these lawsuits as this vitriolic hater that couldn't be further from the truth yeah no let me let me jump in here the word they use is zealot and yeah the only thing you're zealous for is truth and justice and transparency and accountability in government. And, you know, the problem that they're up against with you, Garrett, and with your group uh, and, and with Marco Polo is that they have nothing. They have no dirt on you. They can't dig up any dirt on you. They can't find any. They can and they can't even credibly manufacture dirt on you. And, you know, I, yeah. I mean, and, and so they, they're up against someone who can't be bought off, who can't be, you know, uh, it and treated with other th- whatever you know p- bought off of either cash or whatever you know m- emoluments they want to offer um and you can't be scared off and you certainly aren't going to be uh, uh you know withering back uh, by any anything they throw at you in fact what i found is the more they throw at you the more your resolve is hardened uh because you know you're doing the right thing and these people uh yeah they are i mean abby lowell is a despicable well let's just take kevin morris look i'm a member of the state bar of california i just renewed my uh my annual membership why is this man not under suspension pending the investigation of his handling uh his his outright lies to third parties when he uh did not disclose to the irish filmmakers uh making my son hunter that he was hunter biden's attorney he lied and portrayed himself i guess as, as a movie producer or a documentary filmmaker i mean you cannot as an attorney impersonate someone else and and represent someone without disclosing that to people who have clearly have a potentially adversarial interest. So, I mean, a this, you know, that, that whole scheme. Material omission. That's right. That. Yeah. And, and it goes directly to the ethics. I mean, this is, this is like, uh, you know, attorneys can't act this way. I mean, if you want to be oh, some fly by night, Hollywood, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I was, I mean, I have to say Delaware for, for all the, you know, corruption that's involved in the way the state's been dragged down by Democrats and Democrat, uh, you know, leftist uh, uh, zealots and frankly, uh, you know, uh, the, the patronage uh, network is just ridiculous. They've bled that now. And as you see with this chancery court decision with Elon Musk, uh, they're going to they're going to finally kill the golden goose as well. It's fu- fueled about 21 percent of the state's revenues because some wild eyed uh, judge who worked for community legal aid societies made vice or made chancellor of the chancery court and decides she wants to make a point against Elon Musk. And guess what? Musk just said, don't incorporate in Delaware, take everything with, uh, we're going to move to Texas. I mean, you know, not that I'm saying that they necessarily should decide on the basis of that, but there are other ways to handle a decision like that. I wrote a decision 
of similar nature in uh, 1999 or drafted it for Vice Chancellor Steele, who became uh, the Chief Justice. And it was the largest ordered return of shares to the corporation. But the three executives, Charlie Wang and uh, the uh, other, the two others um, on uh, Computer Associates, um, it was called the, the it was Sanders v. Wang was the actual case in 1999. You can look it up in the chance report, but they were they were left with 320 million instead of the 1.2 billion they were expected to receive in the key employee stock option plan. So in this case, though, they've just totally pairs wiped out any any compensation that uh, was due Musk. So he has a right to, to frankly question the involvement in the meddling of this judge. And this is just a, an extension of how they have degraded the state up and down. And, you know, the Biden family have been like the royal family of corruption for that state. And it's sad to me because, you know, I, I mean, the, the Delaware bar, what my point was, the Delaware bar is um, for, you know, even though there's there's issues with Delaware, they're very rigorous on ethics. And, you know, right. that was my sort of point of reference is, is I mean, they'll go after you. They just disbarred a, 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 a political candidate. I know someone for many years has been involved in politics and is is not some sort of corrupt attorney that I know. Rich Abbott, he was completely disbarred by the, the court uh, for, frankly, suing. He sued the Supreme Court and the uh, disciplinary council. But uh, I think that was probably not a good move. But the point is, though, I mean, California, Kevin Morris is getting away with this. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm blown away with what these attorneys and, and Abby Lowell being one of them. He knows this is a bunch of disingenuous. I mean, lawfare is the the type of uh, um, litigation that should be sanctioned. Uh, that oh, should absolutely totally. be we're, yeah under, under you know, rule, rule eleven yeah. basically. So we are going to be filing a rule eleven motion, by the way, and in California, and we a couple of them over the course of the last eighteen months as, as they've attacked our group and i look at it as a personal attack that's why i am so defensive against yeah. these characters they're attacking my family and they are yeah and and you live close that's to why the they called and... uncle a couple times brian sullivan yeah. actually cried uncle because we got under the skin of his young associate zachary hansen his wife went uh, on a medical mission trip with joe's son-in-law so we posted it on our twitter page the guy suing us at early sullivan zach hansen his wife yeah. is friendly with the president's son-in-law, and we tweeted yeah. about it. nothing. Oh, it's very, 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 uh, very incestuous. Um, hey, yeah, Gary, we've got to take we've got to take a quick, uh, quick break for, for some commercial messages. Um, so if you could just hold that thought, and we'll we'll wrap it up uh, on the other side of the break. You're watching the Tyler Nixon Show on TNT. Stay with us. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. You know, there's no escaping from the liberal propaganda. If you sat down to escape into NBC's show Chicago Med last Wednesday, this is the crap you had shoved down your throat. Wait, why are you moving my wife? Sir, please, it's just temporary. Hey, Mr. Martin. Okay, what's going on? Did you two authorize this? Mr. Martin, my apologies. It appears we momentarily well, You think I don't see what's going on, but you, you're giving all the rooms to them. Hold on now. Same thing happened at my kid's school. They commandeered her gym for a shelter. Look, wait, I assure you we have enough resources to take care of everyone. No, we don't. People keep saying that, but we just don't, okay? The whole volleyball season got canceled, and my daughter needed that for a scholarship, and now my wife. She's obviously not receiving your full attention. How come nobody's looking out for us? A legitimate question. They're kicking his wife out to make room for an illegal alien. I understand that this is an inconvenience, but we do need to free up this room. Okay, go no, ahead. Get away from her! Stop Wait, her. please. Stop handling me! Come down! No, get away from me! Get out! Get 
down, Mr. Marks. Get off of me! Get off of me! And the racist white man gets taken away by the police. Exactly what he deserves. <laughs> Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT. Hi, I'm Abel. I often forget to mention that he's an amputee because Abel will try any activity he can. My arm helps me with basically everything. He doesn't see what he can't do. He sees what he can do. Yeah, okay. this is helping. The War Amps has just given him the ability to do all the activities every kid can do. When you donate to the War Amps, you help kids like me. Thank you! When the whole world seems turned upside down, we sort through it together. Tyler Nixon on today's News Talk TNT. Well, you're listening to the, and watching the Tyler Nixon Show and my, my special guest, Garrett Ziegler, a good friend. And we were just talking about uh, the corruption of the judicial branch, corruption, any corruption that uh, the Bidens, there's not, no, no depths, or lengths or, or widths, whatever you want to say, to which they won't go to get their way, to secure their position, to protect themselves. So, you know, we, we were in a position where we have people, you know, at the, the president of the United States, who is essentially willing to just trash our government to turn it into a, uh, uh, a bludgeon, a cudgel for his own uh, political ambitions and enrichment. And uh, Garrett, you were about to, to speak to that because um, we were talking about the California bar. You know, where that where is that where are the char where's the uh, disciplinary case against Kevin Morris? But you mentioned uh, that the, the Delaware Chancery Court was drawn into this, which I mentioned earlier. Yes. And you started out the the interview talking about how Hunter is self-aware of who he is, that he is the senator's son, and that makes him more culpable. One of the examples of that that somebody can read in our report, again, this report is free to read at bidenreport.com. You can go look on page 555 where Hunter is threatening his Chicom partners. Oh, I love it. Threatening his Chicom partners with suing them in the Chancery Court. And our friend Kanakoa put this up on X, and, and he, just rem, uh, he just linked it to our email database. It said, I'm reading from it right now. I will bring suit in the Chancery Court in Delaware, which, as you know, is my home state, and I am privileged to have worked with and know every judge on the Chancery Court. <laughs> that is, what is, that that is so brazen. It's unbelievable. Oh, so you can't arrogant. say that. That's like the Godfather scene, right? He yeah, said, yeah. Johnny Fontaine says it's too late. They start shooting in a week, and uh, Martin uh, uh, Brando puts his arm around him and says, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. You yeah. know, so this well, is, you know, it, it's it's, it's very much the equivalent of Joe Biden's uh, what he, the line he used to give when he would he and Jill would cut to the front of the line of a huge, you know, line of people waiting for whatever, for a dinner buffet or something. And he said, you know, do you know who I am? And and I think in one case, uh, somebody shot back. Yeah, I know who you are. And I get to the back of the line, asshole. Oh, excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so people well, didn't he said that to a mayor in Florida. What we are yeah. facing Marco Polo's facing is what happens when you quote F with the Biden. Remember that the hot mic? No, yeah, yeah, one yeah sure. With the Biden. That's how that 81 yeah. year old maniac thinks. And it really, and it's say, a joke. I would say to everybody who's watching this and listening, uh, and of course they'll tune in as well because they cited our interview in one of their lawsuits, Tyler, um, is I have been, and our group has been successfully for 30 months effing with a Biden. And all they have to show for it is 
a couple of letters because we have an army behind us. We have no institutional support from the mainstream media, from big monies, big money people on the right. But we really do have a grassroots army of about 250,000 people. And so that's what we have on them. Kevin Morris has the cash. Uh, you know, all these people outspend us, but we really do have strength in numbers. And every time one of these is sent out, we've sent out, sent out over 12,000, 6 million IP addresses have visited the online report. Every time this is visited, Kevin Morris grows another gray hair and another <laughs> inch of chin is extending down to the ground. Okay. Well, let me, uh, you know, let me add, let me add in addition to this grassroots army, you know, uh, you have God on your side and I don't mean to get overly religious or spiritual, but frankly, uh, you know, you're doing God's work because these people are, are so corrupt and, and they have such disregard for humanity and, and such absolutely contempt for, uh, justice and, and essential fairness and, and decent treatment of people that they need to be held accountable. And clearly they've somehow Biden has slithered his way to this position where he is absolutely going to evade any sort of accountability as far as he can ride it. And moreover, going to enrich himself and think he's going to ride into the sunset as this big shot. I was the 47th, sixth president of the United States. And this, you know, they had a bit erase that number. And frankly, his presidency sh should be blotted out of history because it's such a aberration. We're doing stolen. it stolen. Yeah, exactly. And you're putting your you're, I mean, this is what they hate. You know, they, they, they think they have this carefully crafted image, which has always been a joke. You know, anybody who's serious and understands what's what knows that Joe Biden has always been uh, a completely lightweight blowhard, a plagiarist, a liar, a braggart. Remember 1988? Uh, I graduated oh, yeah. with three degrees. I, yeah, I, I think I have a much higher IQ than you do. Yeah, I mean, this no, guy, I, I remember that I watched it you know, because I was I was working for Pete DuPont's campaign. And I remember when Biden dropped out in this. If you want to hear what Biden's really about, he gave a very revealing, I guess, in those moments of his depths uh, of loss. He suddenly sort of becomes uh, a little more um, forthcoming about who he is only by accident. But his press conference he gave in the uh, one of the Senate uh, committee rooms following his drive, you know, right on when he announced he was dropping out and he talks about how I was never an activist. I was just a young, you know, so in other words, totally tells the truth about his his activities in the 1960s. He didn't desegregate the charcoal pit. He didn't, you know, march with whoever uh, he, he claimed he did. Remember that? Yeah. Well, I, he, you know, he and claims he did. There, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, no, of course. No, I love it. I mean, the great, great place. It's an institution. It's been around since the 50s. My, you know, all the high school kids go and get uh, milkshakes Don't and whatever I'd, I'd run i'd run into i'd run into Bo in there all the time all the time in the little takeout uh a uh, little window they had there and you know uh i mean joe claimed he went and desegregated the charcoal pit i mean he you know he said well we just claim they staged a walkout because they went in with a black uh classmate or someone on their football team or something and they wouldn't serve him so you know joe stood up and and basically you know staged an instant protest total bs total Bob malarkey bad dude remember that yeah and exactly and that, that is really one. bizarre now oh have you heard the story that joe biden claims that uh he talked muggers out of uh out of out of mugging him out of rob t robbing him by he, he said he uh, the longtime story and it's probably it's always been uh more of an oral thing you know not written down but 
He claimed that he was uh, coming out as, as a junior. I don't know what he said he was doing at the time. He's an attorney, um, you know, probably late, like late 60s, right before he ran for office. I don't think he ever worked for, a, for as an AG or anything, but he was some claims he was downtown and was walking up, you know, maybe a side street and two two little toughs, you know, came up with a knife and tried to, to, to mug him. And he says he said, you know. Uh, if you, when you guys get arrested, he said, you know, I might end up being your defense attorney, your, your, uh, uh, appointed, um, uh, public defender. He said, and, you know, I'd hate to see that happen because, you know, you're not going to get, I mean, he claims he talked them out of mugging him, which I don't <laughs> believe for a second. I mean, the whole thing sounds like a Biden fabrication from uh, oh, Jump he has Street. A whole life of fictions. Whole lot. Yeah. Know what it I really is Biden. scary. I mean, that he's so, and he's so into it. I mean, he's, he ends up believing them. At the end, yeah, he has a whole lifetime of fables. This guy's totally failed upwards, um, and we see through the charade, um, yeah. and that's what kills them. That people that there are certain people in the country that don't buy into it, and we have the record on our side. All these things can be fact checked in real time. I love that phrase because the left. Yeah, no, no, it is totally. Well, let, 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 uh, we got about five minutes left, and I just want yeah. I want to jump over to one of the victims of these bastards. Uh, someone who's facing uh, ruination and and is your I would I mean my right say mentor or at least someone you worked for my former um, boss in, in respect yeah, my yeah, boss. yeah Peter Navarro who has been convicted and sentenced to to jail time I mean this is ludicrous this is a nonviolent even if you were to take it as some sort of uh, uh, affront against the you know the sanctity of the government and the house uh, you know it, it's just disgusting beyond belief. And especially considering the the spectacle that Hunter Biden has put on in his uh, evasion of his subpoena and and failing to testify until finally they I guess cornered him into it and we'll see if that actually ever happens. But talk a little bit, uh, you know, your view of uh, what's been done to Peter Navarro and where you think it, uh, you know, how do we get justice for him? I mean, God willing, President Trump's reelected. I mean, these people they don't just need to be removed from power; they need to be prosecuted for their abuses of power. That's my opinion. It's my opinion as well. So the situation is right now, the big question is whether or not Peter uh, is going to be released pending his appeal to the D.C. Circuit. That's the big thing. If they force him to go to prison before this is settled or heard at the D.C. Circuit Court, that will be the gravest injustice. It's a grave injustice that he got four months for contempt of Congress uh, for a constitutional question about the legitimacy of the committee and presidential talks about whether they're privileged and confidential. Remember, he has a different legal argument than Bannon. Peter was a staffer, the highest yeah. level in the White That's House. Right. Even, though, even the chief of staff who hated Peter couldn't touch him, Mark Meadows. And I summarily hate Mark Meadows because of it. This is a joke at every single step. The prosecutors, Molly Gaston, they're all Democrat donors. It's a total hit job. Um, I am praying right now that he's just able to be out on bail pending appeal because if Trump wins, God willing, it's my personal opinion. Yeah, he had to I mean, pardon him literally right at the podium when he, he swears in. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I'm just making – we're just hoping that um, – because Bannon is free on appeal and uh, they will – wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that be beautiful if Trump, when he wins – and it, it literally in his inaugural address, he issues right there in the address pardons, says, I hereby pardon all, all the people being held uh, from the January 6th 
whatever have you, and and names Bannon, names uh, Peter Navarre. That would be so. Oh man, that would be great. I mean, just to, just to save the world in be. his inaugural address, I am I am doing justice right here and now. I'm not waiting another second. That'll be the first time I'll be scared for my safety. Um, the <laughs> Biden, the Bidens, and Kevin Morris know I'm well armed, and I think that if you know they're not going to be able to like pull a Seth Rich where you know some Mexican's going to try to come up and, and and knife me or something, right? Because that person right, will get right. shot through the forehead. What I'm scared of is when Trump returns, God willing, that you will see a level of violence that has not been seen since the Romanovs got killed. There yeah. will be such well, hatred towards Trump. But the thing, and, is, yeah. but, the thing so. but let's face it, the injustices and the the abuses of power that have been perpetrated by these people, there will be counter forces. There, it's not going to be like before in 2016 where they had a bunch of antifa goons beating up and, and assaulting uh people trying to just come to the presidential inauguration running around washington i mean my god january 6th is a joke compared to what they did to washington dc and, and on uh january 20th and around burning cars. 2017 i mean my god they burnt they busting out windows of banks they set yeah cars on fire i mean it was mayhem total mayhem and compared to the I mean, it was the, the the j6 which I saw oh, grandma's just, walking through the velvet ropes, man. Yeah, I was watching. Yeah. And not to mention, no, the, the, look, I'm sorry. It, there's just these people expect us to just disregard the fact of Fed involvement, Fed provocateurs, Fed fingerprints all over everything because and and their immediate need. It was like as soon as they started talking about an insurrection and I was like, oh, here we go. I just knew there was I, it, while it was happening. I'm like, this is like this is their setup. They've got everything they wanted. They stopped the objections. They ma made their spectacle that they're going to ride now the for God knows was how long. Federally, was it was a uh, a psyop, a Fed operation? Yeah, there was a couple of troublemakers, and then there was a small riot. That's all there was. Most of it was trespassing. By riot, I simply mean there was a couple of scuffles with the police. Everything else is overblown. Everything yeah. else. There were well, there were like maybe five people I wouldn't pardon out of that whole thing, Tyler. Yeah, no, there were some there were some bad people who got violent that shouldn't have. But uh, well, you know, we got to wrap. <laughs> we got we got to wrap it up. Yeah, exactly. Well, Garrett, I, I really appreciate it. I like your idea of uh, of having uh, maybe doing this more regularly. We'll we'll get that scheduled up. I appreciate you, brother. You have a great weekend. Keep Thank up the congratulations great work and God God bless you. And uh, this has been the Tyler Nixon Show, the second uh, edition for this uh, for this week. And this is Friday, February second. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week.